is the Duffin' Up Podcast. USA, 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 let's go. Hand over your heart. Oh, say, can you see? Oh, hand over the Ryder Cup. Hand over the Ryder Cup. Hand over the Ryder Cup. That's all that matters. Welcome, Duff da- Welcome, everyone. Duff Daddies, Duff Mamas. Very, very special episode this week. As always, my name is Brendan Monroe. Down below, you can see him. Michael Adams. Mike, how are you? Ryder Cup, baby. It's on every TV. It's on my radio. Uh, do you call it the radio nowadays? Podcasts. It's it's all over the place. It's all I'm tuned into right now. Can't wait to dissect it with you guys. It is going to be electric out there in Wisconsin, whistling straights. Booyah, baby. Let's ride. Do we still call it the radio? You're darn right. We still call it the radio, baby. And as always, we have the Irish Church himself, Timmy O'Reilly. Timmy. How are we doing? We got some team golf, and that team is the United States of America versus Europe. Used to be, uh, used to be the United Kingdom, but mm-hmm. now we are Team USA. We are USA-born citizens, and not to take anything away from the people who test to be citizens, we represent. They represent us at Whistling Straits in Wisconsin. I can't wait to break this down. Let's do it. I am. So excited. Number one, it's back on U.S. soil. Number two, it is at one of my favorite golf courses. I think in the entire world. It is one of your favorite. You always always pick this. I remember, I I, what do you say, over under two or three, you've picked this for golfer poll questions? Yes. Uh, At least. At least. If not. I mean, so probably Harbor Town's number one just because of this or Harbor Town. Yeah, either, right, right, right. It's either this or Harbor. It's always either Whistling Straits or Harbor Town. That's all that matters. You do. Tim does Pine Valley. Mike usually does Pebble Beach. I am between Harbor Town and uh, and and sorry and Whistling Straits, a public course, even though it's owned by a you know resort, but still a public course. You can still play it for the low low price of like three hundred dollars. But we won't talk about that. We will not talk about that. What we will talk about is the absolutely amazing straights course that they will be playing this week. It has been home to three PGA championships. Bad news for the Americans. Never won by an American. America has never won. Jordan Spieth came in second, but the three winners of those PGA championships are VJ Singh, the big Fijian, Marion Keimer, who's a vice captain this week for the European side. Not great. Not great at all. And then Jason Day. <laughs> is that how you is that what you call someone who lives in or is from Fiji? Fijian? Yes. Yes. Seems and that sus. was his nickname, seems even sus. though he was kind of a back in the day, he was a bit of a D-bag, but now he's nice. Uh, <laughs> but the big Fijian back in the day. Oh, but yes. Little worried. Little worried that Martin Keimer did win his only major championship on this golf course. And we all remember that because that was the time when DJ ground his club in what was not supposed to be a bunker, but they ruled it a bunker and got two shot penalty and it went to a playoff. Ooh, bad memories. Wait a bad, second. Bad memories. Yes. I don't believe this is the only place that Martin Keimer has won a, a, a major championship. 
He won it at uh, Pioneer's number two. Yeah, Pioneer's number two. He did. He won a U.S. Open. I forgot. I forgot. That's on me. That's on me for not double checking. I more I remembered it because Michelle Wee also won that week. So Michelle Wee West. Oh. Michelle Wee West. And she won the week after. But that was a, that was a great two weeks because the U.S. Open for both the men and the women were at the same course. But obviously, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the Ryder Cup. Mm-hmm. We sure aren't. We are sure uh, not talking about that. And sorry, it was Bubba Watson in the playoff. It was not. Uh, oh, why did how did I get that one? Wrong? It was not DJ. It was Bubba Watson. But anyways, we're back. We're at this beautiful straights course where Jordan Spieth did finish second in 2015. So that's a good thing. Jordan Spieth on the American team. Uh, considered one of the best public courses in America. Absolutely stunning views from of Kohler, Wisconsin right on Lake Michigan. Absolutely fantastic. Could this play into the European success because it is technically a Lynx course? Weather is supposed to be nice all the way through. Mid-60s, low-70s, sun. I think this place is, yeah, like you're saying, Europe. I know that they're the underdogs, but U.S., they're 2-7 and seven in their last nine. It's, they can't get the job done to save their life. Did you so, just say uh, the Europeans are the underdogs? Yeah. On I paper. completely okay. disagree with that statement. Check on Vegas. Paper. Check Vegas. You put you put one buck down to on it's yeah. Yeah, one wow. buck down on Europe. Get you two bucks. Two bucks down on <laughs> two bucks down on the two bucks down on the US, get you one buck. It, they're two to one favorites. That's Vegas. Shocking. Yeah. That's, Absolutely shocking to me. I mean, if you look at the roster, if you look at the breakdown of the teams, it's not that shocking. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Brendan, to your, to your point, what you just said, consider the one best, uh, one of the best public courses in America until you really pointed it out. Whistling Street, which was kind of off my radar. And I remember that one week when we were talking about, I, it was one, it was the first time you mentioned whistling Straits in one of your answers. Um, and when I really went back and looked at it and went through it, I mean, this is a golf course. I mean, this, it makes, it's like almost like a Kiowa, like on the coast. With Very much of, so. It's like a Kiowa, but better, but better. And I, I like that it was on your radar and you brought it to our attention before this event um, because it, it really makes it that much more special for me, at least um, to, to know how great it is. And uh, so thank you. Thanks for bringing it to, uh, to my attention, at least. Well, you're welcome. Uh, beautiful, absolute beautiful golf course. Probably one of the feature holes will be that 17th hole, that part three, 247 yards at plays from the championship tees. I would be taking out my three wood at a minimum. If, if, uh, if, if the wind was in our faces, I'd be going driver all day, every day off that tee. Um, basically small green. If you go left, you're into Lake Michigan. If you go right, you're into the absolute mess that is the heavy, heavy, deep rough there. If you come up short, you're also in the rough. If you go long, you're also going off a cliff. So an absolute disaster hole, hole 17 is. Ooh. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting golf course to watch these guys play. And hopefully they get to 17, right? I mean, this is match play. This is me against you. One on one, two on two, foursomes, alternate shot, all that good stuff. You hope they're close matches, good matches. 
But let's go USA, man. I mean, they have a lot of pressure riding as the favorites, home soil, right? I don't think Europe has many fans coming over here. I don't know if they're even allowed to have a bunch of fans come over. Highly doubt it. Highly doubt that the, the Europeans are coming. So it might just be Europeans that live here. I'm sure I'm sure a couple Europeans, more than a couple, will be getting on planes somehow and getting over here. But you would expect the roars and the ruckus to be heavy USA. So, uh, I mean, Stricker's got his hands full. But I do know, did you guys hear, he's been communicating with El Tigre. Mm, that's he's, been not. he's been on the phone with El Tigre, and he even said, don't be surprised if he shows up. Not word for word, but it was uh, it was somewhat, something along the lines of his physical presence might be here or we'll just be on the phone with him. But he is uh, offering input, and he, I'm sure he wants to be here. So imagine that. You see the goat as you walk out. I mean, it might be a little bit of a distraction. It might Interesting. Be. Mike, Mike, I don't want to I don't want to pass over the point you just made. Um, a little bit back where you said that a uh, Ryder Cup is match play and doesn't always make it to 17 or 18. And this point right here, Brendan might be excited about because number 16 might be the deciding hole. And that is a par five. So always. So technically it could be a par five 18th or last hole final hole. So that would be right up Brendan's alley. Trevor Immelman was, yeah. Immelman was saying on uh, the golf channel that I think, some crazy stat where the match play it's finished on hole 16 more often than like any other hole. So that would be sweet. Little par five. It's, 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 a, tough par into five my too. it's a tough par five. I mean, I don't think they're going to get an easy hole out there, but. Inject, had, inject that par five right into my veins. That's all I need. I need <laughs> an ending. I need that. Let's go. Oh, just makes me so excited right now. If we can, if we can not get to hole seventeen, that'd be fantastic. Just, mm. just sweep them, sweep them out of here. But hey, you know we do have to talk about the teams. I'm very excited to. We will start with the defending champions, the bad guys, the guys from the over over the seas, three thousand plus miles away, Team Europe. Oh boy. We got some guys that I, I really like on this team too. So this is this is gonna be tough. Tough to root against. But with our captain here, we do have Padraig Harrington. Absolute monster year. Just in golf this year. Finished finished top five at the PGA championship, lest we forget. And then uh, him and Shay Lowry both finished tied fourth. Unreal. Uh very, very famous, obviously legend of the game. Probably the best Irish golfer of all time. And, uh, you know, bringing along some very good vice captains, something I'm scared about right now. Robert Carlson, not that great, but, you know, 12 European Tour wins. You know, I'm not too scared about Robert Carlson. The next guy, one of Tim's all-time favorites up here, we got Luke Donald. Former world number one, baby. Used to be the greatest iron player there was besides Tiger. But... Yes, he is a Mizuno guy. I'm a Mizuno guy, proudly, and uh, glad that you brought that up, Brendan. Continue. That, that's still like the fact that he was world number one at what point? At one point, like that still just astonishes me. Like, I never would have thought. <laughs> right, Luke Don. That's that's when we were in like the, and I'm not trying to be mean, but that was when we were in the absolute doldrums of 
oh, of golf. 2011, no big names right around then. Tiger was in Tiger was in a bad state, if you guys remember. Oh, yeah. 56 straight weeks as the world number one golfer. Couldn't tell you a single tournament that I cared about during that time, even the majors. <laughs> oh, brutal. Absolutely brutal. But anyways, I digress. We continue on. Martin Keimer as well, vice captain, a little scared about that because he has won and he won a major at the uh, here. Graham McDowell as well. Very likable guy. Very likable. This is not good. This is not good for us Americans. And the Iceman, Henrik Stenson, also former greatest iron player in the world. Yes. And at Whistling Straits, you are going to have to play very, very good iron play. So something that uh, this this vice captain's list, a little scary, a little scary. Luckily, none of them are going to suit up. But uh, if they did, I'd be very, very, you know, probably be a little bit more afraid of, of Henrik Stenson out there than a couple of the other guys on this list. But, hey, you know what happens. Just seeing those guys prowl around Whistling Straits, it just sends goosebumps down your back, you know? I mean... Graham Minus McDowell. Robert Carlson, like no one cares about Robert no, Carlson. No, Graham McDowell, though, great ad, great ad. Oh, I unbelievable. Mean, what a vice captain. Timmy, another guy I used to play a lot of PGA Tour with back in the day. Oh, big time. Graham. Graham. Graham, yeah. U.S. Open champion. U.S. At Open champion at Pebble. I mean, unreal. Who has a hole-in-one this this year? Uh, what are you doing, the Zurich? I did. Yes, he did turn the Zurich, so it technically doesn't count. Oh, I know. <laughs> Because it was during alt shot format, so it does not count. How brutal is that? It definitely counts. I mean, come on. It's it counts for him, but it does not count as an official hole in one on the PG in the PGA Tour histories, which is sad. But anyways, the biggest right. issue, and why I think, even though betters are for the U.S., why I think the Europeans are probably favored this week. The experience coming from the European side. Because mm. we start off our first guy, the finest aged whiskey in all of golf. We've brought him back for his 11th Ryder Cup. We got oh. Lee Westwood. Doesn't scare me. On this Ryder Cup team. Sca- I mean, if, if the wife is on the bag, I'm pretty She's scared. Not. She's not. Oh. Check, check out his Facebook or his uh, Instagram. He's got his son on there. Oh, I'm a little less scared now. I'm a little yeah. less scared. A little less scared. Originally, I was very scared about this pick. 11th Ryder Cup. And what's his record in the Ryder Cup? I mean... It Lee. is. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Don't worry. Um, you know, I do like his I do like his stance. I mean, he used to be a vice captain. Imagine like being a vice captain and thinking your your career's over. Not that he I mean he probably always believed that his career wasn't over, but just saying, Oh, I'm on the back nine of my career. I'm the vice captain now. All of a sudden he's back on the team. Good yep. for him. Very good. Very, very good in team play. He is uh eight, six, and two in four ball, nine, five, and four in four sums. Biggest thing, three and seven in singles. So not great singles player. Yeah, he's he's got to go out there on Sunday. I love it. I mean, that, that's that's what the Europeans are really good at. You know, the four ball and foursomes, the all shots where they got to gel. You know, they 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 supposedly have better team chemistry. You know, they get along better. Supposedly, people think that they're more amped for this type of of an event. Which, I mean, I know we're getting there, but if you just hear American comments in the in the social media atmosphere, stratosphere, you, you name it what you want. I mean, it just sounds like some of these guys in the U.S. just 
could be sitting at home this week, you know? So I think the team Europe, like you're saying, Brendan favorites due to experience and just due to grit and desire. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're born for this. They really are. U.S. is isolated, independent, me, me, me. I don't think, uh, I don't think that's Europe's mojo. So I, I think like you're saying, it's going to be difficult for the U S to take down these, these experienced vets. I agree, especially when not just do they have Lee Westwood on this team, but they have the all-time leading Ryder Cup points player for Europe. 25 and a half points. Sergio Garcia was a late captain's pick this year. And yep, don't care what anyone says. I know he's 41. I know he's a little older. He is an absolute American killer in the four ball and the foursomes. He is 22, 12, and seven all time, but he's four, four, and one in singles. The biggest issue is that he is a great team golf player and he's going to be paired with John Rom. Wow. So that is going to be probably the scariest team, I think, on, on the European side right there. Yeah. As long as they can both keep their tempers in check, 100% agree. Yes, I would agree with that um, because we know John's got a temper. We know Sergio is renowned, a world-renowned temper. It's a thing of beauty when it goes off too. But the issue is in the, in the Ryder Cup, it doesn't go off very often because he's usually winning, and that's kind of scary. Very, very scary. I'm not, I'm not, looking, forward to, not looking forward to him. Not looking forward to who everyone deems as the American killer as he really is, especially in singles, which is crazy. Uh, Ian Poulter at his seventh Ryder Cup. He is not very good in the team play. He's not a great team player. Four, four, and one in four ball. Not great. Five, two, and oh, and four some. So he's good at all shot. Five, oh, and one in singles. He is a guaranteed half point when Europe needs it on Sundays. And he's basically been a guaranteed point over the, over the years. I don't know if you can call it. What was that? Nine, six and one. If you add up his foursome and four ball record, that's a pretty good record. I mean, yeah. if you're, uh, so I'm not call. I think he's just an overall good Ryder cup match play guy. Like he, he gets it and his game might not be cut out for the PGA tour right now, but I fear the living shit out of Ian Poulter when he makes a nice long putt and he gives you that just wide eyed, like straight face, like fist pump, like, wow. I mean, this guy, he brings it. So I wouldn't want to be paired up against him if I'm someone on the U S but they got their work cut out for him, baby. Yeah. And here, and go ahead, Tim. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I apologize. No, no, he has the fire. Mike, you're right. It's when I like the the visual of him having the wide eyes because I, I can totally picture it. As soon as he does that, it's like, do Scary. not mess with me. I am dialed in. I And he gets it done when he has to. And what I mean by that is like, you notice like a lot of like majors, like he has to win the tournament before or come in like a certain spot um, in order to qualify for the next major tournament. He does it a lot of the time. And he gets it done when he has to. And he has that fire in the inside. And like you said, the word grit, he's a gritty guy. 
he, yeah. he's got that grit. As gritty as an Englishman can be, which is not that gritty. Um, but as a posh Englishman can be, as as Ian Poulter is. He's a little posh. Um, the sad part about it is, especially from the veteran side, when the person you're most likely going to get a point off is Rory McElroy. That's a little bit scary. Because Rory's been it. I mean, it's the sixth Ryder Cup. He's been playing, you know, as he's still 30. So, I mean, like, Six Ryder Cups before, you know, at the age of 30 is pretty goddamn impressive. But 11 and 9, so not the best. Not the best, not the worst. You're like he's terrible. 11 and 9. I'm just saying, I'm trying to find positives here. Burnt Weisberger. Go against Burnt Weisberger. We're not there yet, though, Michael. No, I'm not. He's at the bottom of the list for a reason. But you're saying like Rory McIlroy is some schlub out there. He's he's their team captain. I mean, talk about Padre. I mean, Rory walks into the room, he demands. I mean, the he, team he, captain is Ian Poulter. Like, let's let's calm down about that. Rory might be the best player on the team, which is no honestly, John Rahm's the best debatable. player. Yes, yeah, so I was just John about Rom. to say. But Rory, like, yeah, I mean, Rory's a leader. He is not the leader. Ian Poulter is the heart and soul of the team. He's a lot like a guy on the on the U.S. who's a heart, heart and soul on the team, which we'll get to. But, I mean, that is... a leader by example. He's not... I don't think... I mean, they're all gelling. You know, I'm, I'm scared as shit as the, of these guys. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll just say that, you know? And that's what I'm saying is that if the guy... Like, you know, we're going to... You know, Paul Casey was the next on the list in his fifth Ryder Cup appearance. He's lost three matches in 12 attempts. Yeah. Just Paul. like... And that's yeah, Paul Casey. Yeah, that's Paul Casey. I know, I know. Well, like Paul Casey does not do very well. Like he does fine on the PGA tour, but he's not like a huge, well, we know, gets, we know him cause he's kind of a dick, but I hope like, he gets buried. I hope he gets buried this week. I hope a lot of these guys get buried, but like when Rory McIlroy is the guy that you can most likely get points off of, that's kind of, I don't like that comment there. Most likely get points off of uh, out of the veterans, out of the vets, not out of the rookies or the second year guys. Sergio, you haven't, I mean, Sergio's, he's another guy that scares the shit out of me. I mean, I was just about to say, Sergio's the best. Scares the shit out of it. It's the Ryder Cup, Brandon. It's not PGA. You're acting like, if we're acting like the last few months mean anything, then Ian Poulter doesn't scare me. Like, I mean, it's the Ryder (laughs) Cup. Ian Poulter. Yeah. Rory might miss that, miss that four footer, you know, like burn it by, like just, he, he might miss that occasional clutch putt, but. I still I'm, don't want to go against Rory. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a European team for a Ryder Cup team without Rory McIlroy? No, I no, I can't. I no. can't. Absolutely not. No, but he is the face of European golf. I mean, and, yeah, and, and we haven't even yes, gotten to currently. Some of these other guys. Currently, no. I would say yes. I will say that the next face of 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 European golf is is John Rahm, who is making his second Ryder Cup appearance, and unfortunately for the U.S., is kind of an absolute freaking monster. And at age twenty six, he's the best player in the world. Um, Didn't he one like and two Tiger in France too in the uh, singles in the singles, yeah, yeah. And that was like at, before before he was good. Like now at he's twenty three years old. He did that. He did that when he was twenty three years old beat the greatest player of all time i don't even know if i knew who he was 
that was like John Rom's kind of not his coming coming out, but like that was like, oh, John Rom's gonna be good. Like that was that moment in time. And I mean, he's 26, he's not going anywhere. Arguably, I mean, I would say probably the best player in the world right now. Um, you know, people can argue kind of can't lay, but that's more about run. Whereas I think John Rom's game is the best. Um, and it's only a second ever Ryder Cup. And he, Rom got rude this year with COVID. I mean, yeah, he did. He really did. And like I said before, he's going to be paired probably with Sergio throughout the entire, you know, throughout the entire week in the all shots and the four ball. So that is a very, very, very scary team. You I'm pairing them. To, you you heard that? Are you pairing them together because they're Spaniards or? I saw on, I saw it on Twitter today from uh from the Schmoschman up Schmodcast um that they they put out a list of of who was paired together and some of them surprised me a little bit so like Roming so they had John Rom and Sergio together they didn't have Rory and someone will get to Shane Lowry together which I was very surprised about because I thought they're like one they're very good friends and two like they played pretty well together when they played um when they were in the same groups in, uh, in Japan. So they played pretty well together during that tournament. I can see that too. Yeah. So that was interesting that they, that they left those guys off. Uh, but someone they did pair with, um, they paired Rory with Ian Poulter, which that's not, I mean, if you're pairing, which is what I said, the, the most likely guy you could get points off of out of those veterans is Rory just be from his past record. Maybe not how he's playing this year, but his past Ryder Cup record shows that he's vulnerable. If you're playing him with the best Ryder Cup player, maybe of all time, that's that's not a good look. That's not a good look for the U.S. at all. Ian's a clutch putter. I mean, he makes clutch putts. So if he can ever take that pressure off Rory. Yeah, that is true. I mean, Ian Poulter is not going to miss a five-foot putt in the Ryder Cup. Rory... Is susceptible to missing five foot butts. <laughs> oh man. Speaking of other, uh, you know, speaking of other UK slash Irish players as well, we do have uh, two second year, two second Ryder Cup guys. We got Tommy Fleetwood and Matthew Fitzpatrick. Tommy Fleetwood is well known for being probably the next Ian Poulter when it comes to Ryder Cups. He went five and zero in Europe in in twenty eighteen. Uh, just willed them to victory. I mean, it was him never even close, though, right? Molinari, him and Molinari. I know. I thought. I honestly thought. Um, well, since one guy made it on the team, Frankie had absolutely no shot. But if Shane Lowry would have gotten the last automatic qualifier, um, there were two guys who I think would have gotten that captain's pick. One of them was Frankie Molinari. Like one of them, I seriously thought was going to be Frankie Molinari. Who does Fleetwood play with? You think like. Like, what is Fleetwood really good at? He's not great at anything. He hits fairways. He, yeah. He's not, he's, he's not like a long player, but and but he's like a vibe guy. He's just... He's, he's a just vibe like, guy, and he's a consistent guy. That's yeah. the thing. Like, he'll he'll get... he'll if, if he's driving off the tee, he'll get you in the fairway. If he's in the fairway, if he's approaching, if he's on the second shot and foursomes, he'll, he'll get you 15 feet within the green. If 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 you have a ten foot putt you need to knock down, he's most likely going to knock it down. Hmm. Like he is just a consistency is key type of player. I actually compare him and Abraham Answer a lot. I think they're very similar players. 
where it's just like they don't do anything. And I know answer is not a Ryder Cup guy because he's he plays for Mexico, but they don't do anything out of the ordinary. That's like, wow. But they're just always there. They're always there. And I think, yeah, I think Europe and just they think about the Ryder Cup differently and and they embrace it, I think, on another level where it allows them to bring out the best in one another a little easier than U.S. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just obviously been proven in the win-loss records over time. But like you take a, an average Ian Poulter, an average Tommy Fleetwood, again, great golfers, but not the best in the world ever. Nope. And you put them up against two U.S. kids who are top 15 in the world. Like, I feel like I'm not shocked when the edge goes to Europe just because they they just vibe better. Like we're saying, it's it's frustrating and it's been frustrating and I want it to change. Yeah. I want this one to be the one that the U.S. get. And then I want I want them to go over to, you know, Europe in, in, in two years and and get Would it be over nice. there. You know, it would be very nice on Italian soil. Is it one year actually? Is it, is it next no, year? No, it's two. No, 2022 yeah. is going to be the President's Cup. Yeah, so they're they're redoing it again. Um, it makes sense. Yeah. Give it, give it. You know, you don't want Ryder Cups back to back years and not have a President's Cup for four. Um, but yeah, yeah. speak I mean, for yourself. <laughs> I know, right? Well, they include the rest of the world, I guess. Yeah. Well, hey, Webb Simpson needs to play in a team golf event. So that's what the President's Cup is for. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, Webb, but really not that sorry. Um, Final guy who is not a rookie, Terrell Hatton. I personally just want him to be teamed up with Sergio because if they ever lost an event, the entire they would break all of their clubs (laughs) and it would be absolutely amazing. I don't know if you guys remember from this year, but when... uh, Hatton was approaching on 18 and he hit an off and he like didn't hit the green. He hit the fringe and he broke his seven iron in half. It's unbelievable. Oh. No surprise. Like we talk about Rom and, and Sergio having a temper. I think Terrell Hatton by far and away has the best worst temper on, on tour. Like it's absolutely hilarious what he gets into. <laughs> But I, yeah, I think he can control himself though. I, he, he's just, he bursts of emotion, but I, I think he uh, needs to let it out in order to move on, <laughs> but he's so he's hilarious. I would love to follow that guy around for 18. Eh, maybe give me, give I me did. Seven he was hilarious. I did. I did in South Carolina. He was absolutely hilarious. He was out of the tournament. So like, I mean, not out of it, but like it was the last day and he wasn't contending. So he was just talking to his manager the entire time about, the bets that they put on for like Arsenal versus Chelsea. It was hilarious. I was just sitting there like, what is going on right now? <laughs> Brandon, you didn't forget about the Norwegian golfer that I did not. I did not. Cause we still got to get into the rookies. We still got to get into the rookies. Don't My worry. I, I thought you were skipping over some, oh, no. some studs. You're- Absolutely not. Because we do have, I mean, this is Victor Hovland's first, Ryder Cup. He is the future of American of sorry of European golf. He will be on this Ryder Cup team for many, many, many years to come. I really hope that he turns into uh, not a very good Ryder Cup player, but knowing his track record, he's probably going to be pretty damn good at this, and that's going to piss me off. 
Who does he play with? Do, do the young guys play? Do they go, they mix young and old. What do you, what do you think there? Hovland played with Fitzpatrick. With Fitzpatrick is is was zero and two in twenty sixteen and is only ever Ryder Cup. So that's that could be a good thing. This could be a good thing. They could they could be two two guys who don't want to win. So that would be nice. Um, nice. Fitzy's a weak link. No, Fitzy's probably a weak link of of that crew between Fleetwood, Fitzpatrick, and Hatton. I would say is probably the weakest link. I don't know about you guys. I don't. I don't think Hatton's a weak link unless he decides to go off the deep end. Then he will turn into the weak link. Hatton's Hatton's played well this year. Both Fleetwood and Fitzpatrick haven't been playing great in regular golf this year. So I think this is my theory. You put Fleetwood and Fitzpatrick together because it's a if you win, that's a bonus, and if you don't, hmm. you're like, well, all right, whatever, sure. I mean, so they whatever. had Hatton playing with our next rookie, which was Shane Lowry. Big Irishman. He's not. He is a rookie, but he doesn't really. He doesn't give me the rookie vibe. You know. He, no. He's one I mean, he's. Major. Yeah, he's one of the greatest uh, European amateurs of all time. He won the Irish Open as an amateur in two thousand and nine. Like he's, he he's a monster. He's just a sleeping giant. Yeah, he's an absolute sleeping giant. And I do not. This is a guy that I feel like could also, like, even though he's a little bit older, I feel like he could really do some damage this week and i'm not looking forward to that especially he's a very very good links player golf Lynx yes golf. yes he is yes he is Even and the final well. player on this team Bern weisberger rookie i think he's the first austrian to ever play he Justin Rose, where you at? <laughs> because he he finished second place at the bmw um in europe i yeah, I mean, this just gets this. This is just automatic. It would qualifier. not have been on this team. Automatic qualifier. Yeah. Yeah. This is a bad. This is I. He is probably going to be the weakest link. I think. I don't even think he's really that great, but like, you know, he automatically qualified, so he's got to be on the team. So, so do the the U.S. only have six automatic qualifiers, top six in the world rankings, and the and Europe's nine. Europe is nine. So back in the day, it used to be 10 and 10. Both teams would be 10 and they picked two captain's picks. That's how it was until I think 2016 or even 2018. And then America went to four captain's picks because I forget who, I mean, I think it was after 20. I forget what year it was. Um, It might have even been after 2016 because like Ryan Moore was like, automatically qualified for that team and people are like why is he on this team um exactly who he he ended up you know sinking winning the last singles match to take the Ryder cup home but you know back then just like hey what is this what is this nonsense i was ryan moore on this team but uh but yeah so interesting stuff wouldn't be surprised to see that changed for the next go around Yes, I mean, because Justin Rose, he would love to see him here. I mean, Burnt Weisberger, I mean, doesn't do it for me, but no, it does not. Hopefully, he goes zero and four, and yep, gives the U.S. that that kick in the ass they need. My guess is he's in. Two, my guess is he plays twice and he loses. Both. Yeah, because four guys sit friday morning friday afternoon saturday morning saturday afternoon and then they all play sunday right yep so i don't think he'll win his singles no matter who he plays against and i don't think i think he'll play once 
in four ball foursome. And I don't think I, I just don't, if it's alt shot, like maybe he gets hot, you know what I mean? But I just don't see him doing well. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing here and the biggest reason why I think Europe is the favorites. I know it's not the betting one total experience in rider, total rider cup experience, 50 years of rider cup experience in this massive. team. That is scary. I don't like that. I don't like that. Just I yeah, living living on this earth long as long as I have. I mean, as we have, I mean, experience kills, man. I mean, it it's what gets the job done. So especially in the Ryder Cup, that's the but, issue too. Rut row, because it is unlike any tournament that you play throughout the year. It is an experience, and having people who have experienced that for a half a century, which is an incredible. Incredible number. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be, uh, I think that's a good argument you got there, Brendan. Yep. And I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit, but Hey, you know, it's not a deciding factor, but it is a point for, for the, uh, for the European team. That's for sure. It is, but enough about the bad guys. Are we ready? Oh yeah. Are we, are we ready to talk about the good guys? Finally. Oh, team USA. Team USA, even though it's got both the U.S. and the European flags on this. This is the colors of Team USA. <laughs> I am so ready. Steve Stricker taking over the team. In his home state of Wisconsin. There's nothing better. There's nothing better right now. Oh, His vice captain's a little bit surprising, I will say. Some of them. Some of them make perfect sense. Some of them do not make sense. His first vice captain, Jim Furyk, who was the captain of the 2018 U.S. Ryder Cup team that got absolutely shamed, losing 18 and a half to nine and a half in France. Is Probably would not have was? been my first pick. Holy, is that what the is that what the score was in France? 18, 18 and a half to nine and a half, an absolute disaster. That's just terrible. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they had 12 points going into uh, Saturday, uh, into Sunday. Pretty sure it was basically. Yeah, I remember waking up at like three in the morning to watch, like on that. And yeah, literally, like first day, brutal. Yep. Awful, awful, awful for Team USA that year. He does make up for it, though, with his second vice captain pick, which is Davis Love the third. Yeah. I mean, you're really giving Jeff, Jim Furyk a hard time right now. I'm not going to give him a hard. I'm just saying it's an interesting pick. I mean, he just wants his boys around. I'm sure. Who, who's what's? How can you fault him? I mean, at the end of the day, he's got to put the lineups out there. But the guy's got to. I ain't. I ain't blaming coaches on Ryder Cup teams unless it's like. I don't know. That is debatable because you can certainly play guys when you shouldn't but for the most part i mean oh yeah play better. as timmy says just play better the biggest issue with jim furick when he was a Ryder cup player he played in nine Ryder cups his four ball record is one eight and one hmm. wait is jim furick's four ball or is say it again his four ball record so play <sighs> the same ball one or sorry not play the same ball play everyone plays their own ball one eight and one yikes Woo. 
He can tell you what not to do. Maybe not the best pick for a Ryder Cup captain if he can't play four ball. But hey, that's just me. That's just me. I kind of see a motif here for the the bunch of captains for all these, and you have a couple left to name, but um, you'll see when you name the the few except the last one. They're all kind of cool as clams. They're kind of just relaxed, easygoing guys. There's no real big emotional figure. Maybe that's the direction they're going. Steve Stricker wants a nice, cool, calm, and collected crew that can really focus on the game and not get caught up in the emotions. Who knows? I could see that, but he also picked Davis Love the Third as a vice captain who is pretty emotional, but did win in 2016. He won in 2016, and that's all that matters. He was the last Ryder Cup captain for the U.S. to win. In 2012, he came so close, but again, it was a coll- it was the collapse at Medina, so I was a little surprised that they chose him in 2016, but he, he avenged himself. And we got three names that are very interesting. Very, very interesting names. First up, Freddie. Boom. Boom. Couples. Who has never played in a Ryder Cup? Vibe guy. He's a vibe guy. Vibe Absolutely. Vibe. Can you believe that? Can you believe that Freddie Boom Boom, Freddie Boom Boom has never played in a Ryder Cup? Sad. That was the most shocking statistic I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh... I guess, but he's kind of like a, uh, I don't know. He's always kind of not overrated, but he's always involved as like a really, really great player. I mean, he has one masters and he's always like there for that master tournament. He's a big presence around when it comes to big time masters guy, big masters guy. (laughs) I mean, he's always leading the, the uh, champions dinner and everything like that. I mean, I get it. He's a great personality. I mean, everyone loves to be around him. So, I mean, I, I think he's a great pick for a captain. I mean, uh, or a vice captain and not, not incredibly surprised that he hasn't been on a Ryder cup team. I mean, maybe, maybe the year he did win the masters, that would have been great, but that's all he really has. I mean, how many professional victories does he have? Please hold, please hold, please hold. Tick, 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 tick. I know this. He's 61 years old too. That's kind of crazy. He's got 15 PGA tour wins, three European tour wins, uh, and a couple PGA Tour champions wins, but we don't count those. All right, um, so he's 15. That's all right. Now it makes now it's a little more surprising that he hasn't been on a Ryder Cup team. Two sure. players championships, too. Mm-hmm. Golf Smith Major, F off. Get out of here, Brandel Chambly. Golly. Um, I resend that statement. He's not. Yeah, that uh, is a little shocking. Yeah, I resend that. that he statement. never played on the Ryder Cup. Yeah. He never played on a Ryder Cup team. He was kind of the face of American golf during some of those years, too. Unless the U.S. team is, like, wrong. Unless, like, the U.S. team statistics are wrong. Like, Boom Boom was... Boom Boom was the guy back in the day. Very sad. Very sad to see. All right, I got a question for you guys. When you, look, when you look back at uh, Freddie Couples and old videos, what is the brand he wears on his visor? Eh. Don't look it up. Brendan, look at Brendan. I mean, he's got, he's got, uh, this is from 2008. <laughs> so he's got Bridgie on it. I don't know the old. He's already got a fucking picture of his visor up. Oh, I, I had his Wikipedia quick. up to check the amount of wins he won. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh man. Is it like AT&T or something like don't, that? Don't. Yeah. Um, uh, the white with black lettering. And I think this is it. I, I mean, don't, don't even, know. I don't know. 
I just think picture him with a white visor, him and his unibrow back before they plucked those things. It was, I believe it was Lynx. L-Y-N-X. Oh, all right. And I have no idea what that is, but for some reason that that sticks in my head. Now, please fact check that. Freddy Couples. Yep, he used to wear Lynx. <laughs> Hot dog, thank God. He never had a unibrow. He had a very, he had close to a unibrow. Oh, no, he did. No, he did. <laughs> no, he did. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Can you believe? Can you can you believe he was considered golf's like sexiest guy back in like all the girls wanted 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 a piece of the boom boom with the unibrow? Oh, hilarious! Watch him. him Oh my goodness! Two more vice captains to go. I know we're going crazy on this, but we do have Zach Johnson, a good old Midwestern boy, decent Ryder Cup record as well. Forty five years old. I kind of forgot he was that old. Um, to be honest with you. And then finally, for the first time since 1995, he will not be playing in the Ryder Cup. It is Phil Mickelson, the final vice captain. He does not have the best Ryder Cup record, but boy, he's an absolute legend. And he will be huge for this U.S. team as a vibe guy, too. He's going to ask for a celeb shot, no doubt. Oh, no doubt about it. He's going to be like, he, he's going to come in and he's going to be like, all right, all right, Harris, like you take a break. I'm going to, I'm going to shoot this real quick. <laughs> he definitely oh, brought oh. his clubs. Definitely brought his clubs. <laughs> oh yeah. hundred percent. Someone gets injured. He's going in. Which wouldn't be bad. I mean, if he, I think nope. he should caddy for someone, you know, maybe caddy for Lee Westwood, show him how to hit a chip. Oh wait, he's on the European team. I but know, still, right? I would like oh. to That'd be cool if he brought his clubs though. Just go around and hit chips and tell people, you know, coach people and as to you know where to hit it and all that. It's a valuable asset to have, especially off his recent victory. I agree. I agree. Oh man, guys. But I don't know about this. And this is why I start getting a little nervous. Cause I'm looking at the experience side of the US. Not the players themselves, but the experience within it, and it and it shocks me a little bit. So the most Ryder Cups anyone has played on on this U.S. team is five. So this will be Dustin Johnson's fifth Ryder Cup. Do not play Dustin Johnson in alt shot. Do not play Dustin Johnson in alt shot. He is one in three all time in alt shot. For the love of God, do not play him. I mean, come on. He is a bad, I just, he's one of these guys that is not good. He's three and one in singles. Like he's three and one. He's great in singles, but he's three and five and four ball and one and three and foursomes. He's just, he's one of those guys that just does not play well with others. And that's always been kind of DJ's thing too. Like everyone's always said that about DJ too. He's not like fun to play with and everything like that. Michael Jordan doesn't make make that freshman team or make make the JV team as a freshman. Don't go out next year. Don't go out to play basketball next year. Come on, it's DJ. It's one of the best players in the world. He's I'm saying just sit him for the foursomes. Just sit him for the foursomes. Both days? Maybe one day play him. Got to play him. Gotta I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a sit a guy cuz he hasn't hasn't had a good record necessarily. I mean there is something to it, but at the end of the day, we want to instill some confidence in these guys, you know? I agree. I agree. You tell, you tell DJ day one that he's not playing. 
because he doesn't have a good track record. It's like, you know, I who do know. You, who I do know. you place him with? Who do you place him with to guarantee a W? Honestly, you play him with Jordan Spieth because Jordan Spieth is by far and away the best team golf player on this team. He's five and one in four. It's his fourth Ryder Cup. He's five and one in four ball. He's two, one and two in foursomes. The issue is, is that he played with Patrick Reed in all three of those Ryder Cups. Right. We know it's Spieth and Thomas, right? Yeah, it's going to be Spieth and Thomas because Spieth and Thomas did play very, very well together in, in, uh, in 2018, too. But I'm just a little nervous about DJ on the team golfs, on those foursome, on the alt shot, and on the four ball side. What if you put him with like a Patrick Cannelly? Exactly. That's what I was thinking, Tim. They wouldn't just be a bad idea. Games, play their own games and they don't need each other's energy to do it, but they just play, get in the zone and just play. Whereas just- I, think, I think we need DJ to win this thing. You know, I think DJ needs to have a, a role here. I, I can't be afraid of putting DJ in the lineup. No, but I, I do. That is a little weird. The one in three, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's just not his thing. It's not his thing, but you gotta, you gotta switch up his partners. I agree there. One guy who you should not play him with is Brooks Kepka. Right. After Brooks Kepka's conversations or recently. Bryson. Or Bryson. You can't play oh. play DJ. DJ likes to just go, you know. He's he's not going to wait up for Bryce uh, Brooks. He's no. bullshit. Oh man, and here's here now becomes the issue is that Brooks in his third Ryder Cup, he's a pretty good Ryder Cup player. He actually is on the US side. He's probably one of their better Ryder Cup players, especially on, especially on the U, especially on the um, on the 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 four ball on the foursome side. So he's he's pretty good at that. Whereas Bryson, who's got this vibe about him, I'm excited for Bryson to be there. I can't say that very often, but boy. Bryson stinks in the Ryder Cup. 0-3 all time. Can't get it done in singles. Sure can't get it done in, in either four ball or alt shot. I just think we got to do, I just think they got to do it. I think they got to put them together and see how it goes. Pull the Hal Sutton back in the day. You put Tiger and Phil, who did not like each other back then. You put them together. They play well. We need the Hal Sutton vibe here. You just put those two together. And if it doesn't happen, where are we going? Losing. It, pro- it, probably, <laughs> it probably ain't happening, you know? I mean, but where does Bryson play? Who does he play with? So my theory is it's I'm, I don't want to play with Brooks based on his comment. I don't want to play with Bryson. And if that affects two different teammates or two different matches um, by splitting them up, then that's two losses that are because of their lack of fire or whatever, lack of team. I say put them, I mean, Brendan, you said put them, put them together. And if they, if it doesn't work out, that's only one loss you have to, because of their, uh, you know, lack of chemistry with other people. So maybe put them together. And if they win, that's a bonus. If they lose, then you're like, all right, well, we kind of expected that. Yeah. I think you can, I think you can play some with folks, with guys, you know, that, that get the most out of him or like, I'm not scared of Brooksy losing in the Ryder cup. I, I think he's, if you pair him with someone, 
that like he'll get along with, I think that's a dynamite team. Here's Bryson, you're gonna pair him Bryson's with. the guy I'm worried about. Like Bryson's the guy who, if you pair him with the wrong guy, it's like an all shot or four, but like whatever it is, like you can't play these events with, with one guy doing well, you need both guys gelling. So I just really don't, don't know where, where you would go there. Like maybe like a Morikawa, like someone who's pretty even keeled, low key, like dialed in best iron player in the world, maybe. And he gets to hit off Bryson's drive or I don't know, someone who just gives him gives him that little sense of confidence and that he can be himself. Cause I, I don't think he'll be able to be himself with Brooksy. Right. I think he'll, he'll, it, that just won't work. Um, what about placing him with someone who's just happy to be there? Like a Daniel Berger. Like no, some... <laughs> you need to place him with the heart and soul of this team, which is Tony Finau. You need to put Brooks and Tony Finau together because it's the guy who doesn't give a shit with the guy who is going to care way too much about this. And you put them together. And then that way they kind of cancel each other out a little bit. And then Tony can get him going and keep him continuing on and say, we still got to stay in this. Cause I think Tony Finau is absolutely positively going to be the guy who is the, all right, we're all in this. We're all together. Cause he's just that great of a dude. Wait, I thought we were talking about who to place with Bryson. Oh, I thought we were talking about who to play with Brooks. No, no, no. Brooks and Brooks and, <laughs> Brooks and Finau should definitely go together. They played well together in France. I believe they had a good record in France. Uh, I remember seeing that team. And I'm like, that is a long hitting team. Yeah. And they put, right? yeah, I remember seeing them and whew, hot dog. Maybe you put Bryson and, and, uh, and so we're going to get into the, the rookies because the U.S. has six rookies this year, which is crazy. Um, if you're putting him in a, if you're putting Bryson with a rookie guy, I would say either Xander or Patrick Cantlay. I think those are probably your two best bets because I don't think, first of all, all three of them are from California. So that's kind of big. Um, I don't think you play him with Morikawa because Morikawa has, I think, been kind of like, no, not to like Bryson that much. Uh, um, Cantlay, Mr. Calm, Cool, and Collective. I think that might be the best bet because Bryson is probably the most like, outgo- you know what I mean? Like, guy who probably gets the most not fired up but the most kind of angry with himself like i think playing him with with cantley is probably the best idea i also think cantley might be sick of bryson even after that that playoff round right well then you put him with then you put him with xander because xander xander is that guy who you know he's missed he's captain america right now he's the new captain even though captain america is is patrick reed but you know Brought gold medal, brought a gold medal back for Team USA. Big into playing for the US of A. So I, I think that's probably the best bet. I think we sit him for the alt shots. Get him out of the alt shots. Why can't we Bryson. do that? Bryson? Bryson. Yeah. No, you don't play him. This is the one guy. So he's never played four ball. He's only played foursomes and singles, and he's 0 and 3. So you do not. Yeah. Let him play his own ball. Let him play his own ball. Yeah. That's perfect. Play him with Patrick Cantlay or play him no. with Xander. Do not play him in all shot. Are you kidding me? No. Do we remember what he did in match play in, in, in Texas? There was one ball where he literally just hit it 30 yards directly to the right side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think he played well in Zurich. Did he even, I don't even think he played in the Zurich Classic either, right? I don't think he did as well. 
Yeah. So like, yeah, you do not. Yeah. You don't play him. You don't play him in alt shot. Nope. That is the one. So the two guys that I will say you do not play in alt shot are DJ and Bryson. Those two guys do not play in alt shot. There are plenty of other guys on this team who I think would be better. One of those is Colin Morikawa. Colin Morikawa, I think, is by far and away the best rookie. Well, because he's also like the third best player in the world right now. But he is the best rookie, I think, equipped for alternate shot. Because every time he hits that ball with an iron, it is flush. And you need that in alternate. You need a guy who will save you if something doesn't go right. Sounds good to me. Who do you? Yeah. I like that. But I'm trying to think who you would play him with. Would you play? So do you put two rookies out there? Do you put him with like Harris English, who's also pretty consistent or is Xander or Scotty? Or do you pair him with D or do you pair him with DJ? Because, you know, DJ is going to kind of mess up a little bit. I like Xander and Xander and Colin together for some reason that just, they both kind of very, I don't know, similar players. They're very nonchalant. They're cool mannered. I don't know. I, I, I kind of like them together. Uh, both very good iron players. Like you said, you got to be pure. And Xander is, uh, he's always there. And Colin has shown that he can win. And and I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of, that's the one that, that came to me as I want to see them together. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Harris English. Who the heck do you pair Harris English with? I think he's a versatile guy, you know. He's a guy who can go. He's like, what is he like? Butter. I mean, he can go on anything. Like put butter on anything. The only person you wouldn't put him with is Patrick Reed because Harris English and Patrick Reed freaking hate each other from their days at Georgia. And yeah, Patrick Reed's not on the team, so you don't got to worry about that. Um, I'm yeah. I mean, I think my the best, the two best, the two that I think are locked in are Kepka and Finau. Spieth and Thomas. I think those JT and Spieth and Brooks and Tony Finau, I think those are the teams that are absolutely locked in. Unless they decide to pull a Hal Sutton and they put Brooks and Bryson together. Just not an alt shot. Please just not an alt shot. Oh no. my God. How big of a, they'd be nine down with not, they'd be nine down through nine. <laughs> Great television. I'd watch. Oh, they'd be dorm. They'd be dormy on hole 10 already. Oh my God. What a disaster that would be. Everyone else kind of here, like you, you have to put DJ, I think you got, you got to put DJ with someone who can correct his mistakes. So that's an issue, but you got to put Bryson with someone who will calm him down. So that kind of leaves like, you know, Colin, Colin and Xander are two of those guys that can probably correct mistakes and calm guys down. So that's why I was trying to split them up. But I actually think that they would be a perfect pair together too. Because, you know, Xander's putting it in the fairway. You know, Morikawa is putting that right on the green. And, you know, Xander can putt a little bit, too. He's shown that throughout his career. So, it's interesting, to say the least. Thank God I'm not captain, because my brain hurts. Oh. And then you have <laughs> Daniel Berger, which, what the hell do you do with Daniel Berger? Can you sit someone the entire week? <laughs> they, I think they have to play one match. I think they have to play one alt-shot Four, four ball or all shot match. I think they have to play one and then they have to play in singles. So everyone plays in singles. I guess you save them for singles. Am I right? <laughs> you put them out there. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, I don't know I've if you guys po- can hear I've in the heard background. Some positive things on Danny. I mean, uh, you know, you, 
I guess he's got some personality. I mean, I'm, I don't write him off. Don't write him off just yet. 28 years old, four professional wins. He's a very good player. He did burn me this year because I picked him for the Masters and and he missed the cut. So I was really upset about him with that. So I saw that and I was just like, friggin' Burgermeister Meisterberger coming out of nowhere and just and just making this team. I I, I honestly did not think. I I I was very surprised when I heard it was Burger. I thought they were going to go Patrick Reed over Daniel Berger, and I probably would have gone Patrick Reed over Daniel Berger. Oh man. It didn't, I mean, you know, Patty, shut your mouth. You know, Pat, Pat Reed, he last Ryder cup, you know, he's, he got, got shit roaring with uh, just unhappiness about what happened in the Ryder cup. I think his wife started talking about it too. Like, you know, that stuff comes back and bites you captain America. No longer. His wife runs a burner Twitter account. And it's absolutely hilarious that everyone knows that it's Patrick Reed's wife too. Like it's it's very clear and very obvious and it's hilarious. If they win this Ryder Cup, he he's not on the next one. Burger's on this. One. You know, if Burger goes out and goes like just dominates, you know, now it's like all right, this guy's clutch. Patrick if Burger goes out and dominates, I will eat my word. I will eat that. I will eat all my words because I oh, was yeah. so shocked. He will have seized the day. That's for sure. Yes, he will have absolutely carp. He will have absolutely seized the carp, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick Reed's probably sitting at home too, like hoping the Europe team Europe gets. The oh, absolutely! Team. He's wearing that freaking blue flag with the stupid yellow stars. Who wears? Who, what is that nonsense? You're not even a country; you're a continent, and we're bigger than you. <laughs> you jerks! <laughs> you big jerks! But anyways, um, the biggest, the biggest thing that I see is comparing the total experience, obviously 50 years to 24 years. So the U S has less than half the experience that the right, that the, the Europeans do. The, the U S obviously has the better players. I believe in the world world golf rankings right now, the U S has eight out of the top 10, but I could be incorrect. I'm double checking. I am double checking. Please hold. Hold. Please hold. Please hold. Great radio, by the way. This is fantastic radio. Am I right? I'll, I'll give you my, while you're looking that up, I'll give you my b- biggest takeaway is that uh, 50 years experience on the uh, European team, 24 years experience for the U.S. team. Um, the highest, uh, the, the most experience on the U.S. team is DJ with five, um, five Ryder Cup appearances. You know how in normal sports there is building years or rebuilding years, kind of kind of those things. I mean, the U.S. isn't kind of at the tail end of a building decade, a rebuilding maybe couple decades, and we're just kind of looking for that breakthrough year to really start something rolling, and we're looking for that team that can be the core of uh, Ryder Cup teams to continue. So is that going to be this year? Maybe. Um, God, I hope so, because a nice little run for the next 20 years would be great, great golf, and great for a year, uh, for USA um, citizen. So that's my takeaway. It's a rebuilding decade, couple decades. Brendan, did you find the answer? Yes. We have eight out of the top 10 uh, players in the world right now. John Rahm's number one. Louis Oosthuizen is number eight. Everyone else in that is American. Everyone else in that is on this team. So there is no re and, and this is kind of where we go into, you know, where I'm kind of going into my predictions almost. 
There is absolutely no reason why the U.S. should not win this Ryder Cup. And there is absolutely no reason why the U.S. should not win this Ryder Cup going away, except for one thing, and that is the U.S. Just does not know how to play team golf in the four ball and the foursomes. They've never been good at it. Whenever the U.S. has come back, whenever the U.S. has won, it's always because they've had a very, very strong uh, last day. The only time that I can remember them being extremely good was in 2012 when Medina happened. And then the, it was like a polar opposite happened. The U.S. did great in the team golf side. And then Europe just won pretty much every single match on the other side. And it was insane. It was absolutely insane what happened that year. But hey, I, I, I just don't see the U.S. pulling it out this year, which is hard for me to say because I'm rooting for it. I have to give the advantage currently to Team Europe. And I don't like that answer, and I hate it, but I'm giving them the advantage, and I hope that I'm proven wrong. Hey, time will tell, baby. It's going to be fun television, Friday through Sunday, 36 holes. Friday, 36 hole. Well, probably not 36. You know, they get cut short because of match play, but you know what I mean. A lot of Between golf. Between 30 played. to 36 holes. A lot of golf being played. I'm very excited about it. Very, very excited about it. Mike, who do you think? Who do you, who do you got this? Who do you got it pulling out? You know, I'm trying to go through Twitter here a little bit and <clears throat> just get caught up on some of the action at the Ryder Cup. I do see. Finau and Brooks playing together in a group pre-practice, pre-Ryder Cup practice round. I see Brooks Kepka quote tweeting Ryder Cup USA, a little video of Brooksy going over to talk to Bryson, say something, probably like, hey, let's do this for the cameras. But who cares? It was something. And then he walks away. Ryder Cup USA tweets USA with a flag and Brooks quote tweets it. You know, nothing to see here. Teammates talk. Go USA. So, you know, I'm rooting for the USA. I might put money down on the USA. I'm certainly thinking that the USA is more talented. And I think they get it done. You know, I think they get it done. Home soil, home cooking, a bunch of USA fans, red, white, and blue flags flying around, people going nuts. I think, uh, I don't know, I, I think they silently and and they get this done. No, not many people expect them to. I, th I think uh, people are on the team Europe bandwagon here. Like you, Brendan, thinking they're going to win. Go not USA. on the bandwagon. I'm just, I, I, I do think they're going to win. Nope. Not this year. Tim. USA. Done. I mean, you may, I mean, uh, yes, the European team has that it factor. Uh, but I think this this is going to be the breakthrough year. Um, nothing to support that except the point that you just made, Brendan. Eight out of the top ten are on that your that U.S. team. I, I know, I know, and maybe that it factor can be overpowered by the number of sheer better players that are on this team. I mean, just powerhouses. Um, I think with all the with all the hubbub around the USA losing and all that, they do have a lot of pressure on them this year to do it. Uh, but I think they know that this one means that much more being on home soil and getting rid of that two and seven streak. I think this is the year I go USA all the way. 
I'm I, wanted to, I wanted to go as far as to, and I can't do it, but I wanted to go as far as to say U.S. win, and you will not see Sergio, Poulter, or Westwood in another Ryder Cup ever. That's where I want to go. U.S. is going to bury them. And then, but, but the only thing, if this was on European soil and they won and they came back to the U.S. in two years, I think you could see a scenario where Poulter, Westwood, and Sergio, unless they automatically qualify, which I don't think they will in two years. They're going to be two years older. I think there's probably some good young talent coming up in the European circuit, but um, that's what I want. I want Ian to go out on the most sour note possible. I want Sergio to get driven into the ground. And I want I want a little change of guard of the guard for Team Europe. You know, I think I think these guys have had too many successful years, too many good moments. You know, drinking out of championship trophies with all sorts of beverages and fun stuff. It's it's over. It's all over. He there will be blood. There will be no dumb ole 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 chance this week. None, unless I'm proven right. But I hope I'm not. I hope I am incredibly wrong this week, boys. I really do. Oh man, what do we say, boys? What do we say? Should we should we move on to our uh, our normal segments of, of bogeys for the boys? Oh yeah. Oh great. Well, me and Mike had a great opportunity on Monday. Uh, we played in a a scramble event at Foxborough Country Club. Uh, for my brother's keeper, a uh, great charity located in, in Easton, Massachusetts that uh, ran at a Christian based charity that, that focuses a lot on uh, delivering uh, meals and furniture to people in need awesome. uh, during the winter. They bring uh, during the Christmas season. They also bring uh, Christmas presents. So unbelievable charity, uh, great events. Mike and I, we, we had a very, very good day. I think we, we shot eight under. Came in hot fifth. Dog. We did have some hot dogs too. Oh, <laughs> did we have some hot dogs? <laughs> Good. Man, Big wings. Two enormous hot dogs. Wow. Like some of the biggest hot dogs I've ever seen in my life. They I'm not. A, I'm bag. not a big. I'm not a big fat wiener guy on the dog. No, it- you know, I'm a big. I'm gonna get skinny. You know, got a little snap. You know, you can you can fit your condiments in the bun. You know, the bun was top notch. I'll tell. The bun I'll was top notch. I'll give Foxborough the- Country Club that. The hot dog was absolutely enormous. It was good though, but it was it was huge. It, it was, was like huge. a snot. It was like a snossage. It was like the size of a snossage, and you know, I just don't expect that out of a dog. Like had some girth, kind of thing, big time. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. You go to Duffin Up TikTok, you'll be able to see it. It is massive. Oh my god. Good. But anyways, uh, finished in fifth, pretty well. There were a couple holes where I kind of screwed up. There were. You know, we we also played with a with a with a ringer as well, and then we played with my mom too. So yeah, shout out Andy Wilder. Thanks for keeping us afloat. I mean, Ooh. I might we might have started out. I thought I did decent on the front, but on the back, I don't know. Lost lost focus. Might have got a little tired. You know, just uh, no excuses. Play like a champion, but uh, couldn't 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 finish strong. Not like I wanted to, but uh. Yeah, we we punched some balls out there, Brennan. We were swinging for the fences, a little scrambling. Oh, we sure were. But uh, yeah, always can do better. And though we couldn't make many putts, Foxborough, like like I think we've talked about on this podcast, the Country Club of Foxborough. It's greens are brutal, man. Greens are greens tough. are tough. It's a spot gotta, course too. You got to hit that spot. You got to hit. You got to hit your landing zone if you if you want to stay if you want to play well. It gets a little rough. I will say that. 
What fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. Great, 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 great day. day. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, so much fun. That's why we're doing the podcast on Wednesday too, instead of Monday, just because we, uh, we were out all that day. I know that I was probably in bed by, you know, nine o'clock that night. So I was in no, no condition to, uh, to do the podcast. I was tired. anyways. Oh yeah. You don't realize until like you get home. I feel like after like five and a half, you know, five, five and a half hour rounds, like it's like, damn, like that, that actually took a lot out of me. I was a little surprised. Big time. But anyways, Timbo, how'd you, you, were you able to play it all this weekend? I did. Uh, just minus eight for you guys. There's nothing to wiggle by and let go unnoticed. I mean, that's good. Good for we you could guys. Have been, we could have and probably should have been at least nine. All right. All right. That's realistic. Yeah. No, like, we, oh, we, we, been we missed. <laughs> no, yeah, we, we missed. We missed a couple birdie putts. We did. And we, we, we got some mulligans. And then on one of the holes, we all used our mulligans and we still missed the birdie putt. Oh. <laughs> So oh, that's cool. I like that. We get mulligans. Yeah. Um, did play, played with uh, my brother and um, our pal Connor. Uh, he is a, uh, a real American hero. Speaking of the USA team, he uh, just came back from Korea overseas. Um, and the cool thing, I mean, first of all, he's a funny kid. Um, so speaking of wieners, we go up to the window. There's a little, you know, halfway house kind of thing. And uh, ask the attractive uh, house lady, halfway house lady, uh, looks through the window and he goes real seriously. He goes, you got any re- wieners rolling in there? I'm um, just talking about <laughs> real funny. Funny you say that the wieners were actually really girthy as well. Funny that you say that. And we made comments on that. Um, very thick, very thick, uh, very good as well. But yeah, I prefer the snap. You're right, Mike. Anyway, but the coolest part is that he told us he played the most dangerous golf course in the world when he was over in korea so he's stationed in uh south korea which obviously is in north korea um but it is well known that this golf course is one hole and it is about 200 yards or something like that i don't know some really short distance away from the north korean border so he got to play golf there it's like i think it's like one hole it's like a driving range or something like that but it's known as the most dangerous golf course in the world and so obviously you don't want to uh hit a ball too far in over over uh, the border over up there um hopefully no one from north korea is listening oh wait they can't listen to things <laughs> they like can't this. they have no internet <laughs> yeah they can't do that um we usually I, stay away from uh from the geopolitical stuff after after mike after mike talked about chinese taipei and we almost we almost went down a rabbit hole and got banned in china but uh but north korea fuck them yeah, they can't hear us. <laughs> they can't hear us. <laughs> um, so yeah, we played at Waverly Oaks, which is right over near, uh, right over in Plymouth, and uh, cool place. Mike, it reminded me a lot of the Cape Club. Remember we played that a while ago? Oh yeah, reminded me a lot of that, except without the golden uh, amber waves of green. Um, but it was cool, and uh, yeah, um, my handicap. I shot a ninety-two. I don't know why how my handicap didn't go up with that, but boy oh boy, um, learned a new game called sticks. But we'll do that for another time. Hmm. Really wanted to, uh, really wanted to put a 64 in on the old handicap. See, see how far, see how far down it goes. Single digits. Oh my God. It would have went from a 12 to a nine so fast. It would have been like, Oh, Oh, (laughs) this is nice. (laughs) But that would have been cheating. And we are not cheaters here. No, no cheaters. No cheating. Play with a random guy with a wicked Boston accent. Yeah. uh, yeah, he was like, he was like, it wasn't really like that funny, but um, the best part about 
his uh was just like his banter and uh like different comments he would make about shots and uh with the accent and all he came through my buddy connor who who first of all he wears banana shorts like bright banana shorts like with bit with uh images of bananas on it which is great and uh, but but he uses get this he uses the anchor putter he bought it as soon as they became illegal I mean, they're, they're not really illegal, but he bought it as soon as they did. He got it from a steal, obviously, because they became illegal. Still uses it. Anchors it. Doesn't give a shit. Um, <laughs> love it. And uh, but anyway, hits a putt. Couldn't go further past the pin. Almost went off. The, the guy with the Boston actually goes, boy, that was hammered. We just <laughs> lost it in the perfect ball. I can't even do it justice. But anyway, oh, so shout out to Connor. Connor uses the anchor. Oh, yeah. It's great mm-hmm. to see. I, I got a video. He's lucky. He's lucky. He's a he's a military man, or else I would I would have to tell tell him not to do that, please. Anyway, Ugh, hate the anchor. Hate the anchoring. Does he anchor it on his forearm? No, no. He has the tall one. That's like it's oh like a, Jesus. Fine. Does he have a bad back? No, he just he's he's quirky. He's a quirky guy. That's illegal. Tell him it's illegal. Tell him we know. He it. knows. He doesn't care. Oh, what a. Oh, Connor, no, no. Also, of course, shout out Ian. Shout out, shout out Timmy's, Timmy's brother, Ian, as always. I know you're listening and I know you hate it when I call you Ian. So that's okay. Bry guy, Bry guy hates it when we call him Ian. Oh, we don't call, don't say we. We. You're the only one who calls you. W E. What's mine is yours, Michael. Remember that on this podcast. It's we're all in this together. Brian's playing well, still has yet to get that under 80 round. We got to be, he's got to get it by the end of the year. He's just playing he's really great close, golf. Well, he? he's been close so many times. Oh. Been really, he's playing really great golf. God, I got We got to get that kid under 80. He'll get there. Don't worry. He's got that beautiful ping G425 driver. He's hitting the fairway every time with that. Jesus. He does. He's getting out there a lot too, huh? He's getting up it's in the morning. He's, get, he's getting up in the morning. Kids like, on Snapchat, he's committed. I'm like, it's like noon as I'm rolling out of bed and look at my. It's like six hours but earlier. Brian's out there golfing. I'm like, man, he's already I'm... he's already on the second eighteen. He might be even be on the third eighteen by then, Mikey. Yeah, he's he's on the nineteenth hole, grabbing a cold one. He's getting better, and we're not. That's what, oh. that's what... we're working on it, though, guys. We're working on it. That's okay. okay. Oh man, well. We do have one last segment, and it is all of our favorite segment. Timmy, we got a golfer poll? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Boys, boys Ryder Cup theme, of course. Of course. Uh, of course. Um, boys, you are, this is, imagine yourself in this scenario. You are currently at the top of your game. You've never played better. You are confident standing over a ball. Boy, I can't imagine what that feels like. Who are standing over your ball every single swing. You know exactly where it's going to go. You make the Ryder Cup team. Your captain, you are the best player on that Ryder Cup team. Your captain approaches you and gives you the option. Which option would you pick? Would you rather be the leadoff guy and be in the first group, first singles match, first foursome, and be the leadoff throughout the entire Ryder Cup, or do you be the anchor and you are in the last, you are in the last group of the foursome, the alternate shots, and the single last single match to bring up the rear? Which are you going with? Mike, do you, you want to go you? or do you want me to go? 
You got it. It's the easiest answer in the world, and it's the first guy. I want to be the first guy out there, set the tone, set the pace. Half the time, the anchor doesn't even matter, especially in singles. Like, no offense, but Europe won 18 and a half to nine and a half last year. Whoever was the, the anchor, only it didn't matter. The only time the anchor doesn't matter is singles. Yeah. Not, not, it could matter, obviously, but. I mean, the anchor on Friday morning rounds and Friday after they all they all definitely matter. matters, definitely matters. But wouldn't you rather be the guy that gets out there first and sets the pace? Sounds like you would. Oh, I, I sure I would. I, I want to be. Yet. I want to be. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. Crap. I almost ruined it. Uh, <laughs> almost ruined it there. Oh, boy. Um, I want to be the guy that's getting out there, setting the pace, beating the ever living snot out of those darn Europeans to start off. And really get out there getting points every day. Yeah, that is that's where my mind went at first. But as you began talking, obviously, I just want to say something different than you, you know, (laughs) (laughs) how they usually go. No, but uh, it is cool. Like, as I got to thinking Friday morning and Friday afternoon, if you're the anchor and all those like everybody's done as you're coming in, you know, Um. So you're kind of like just being put in front of like more. Of you the get opponent. the guys behind you. You got, yeah, you got you, the cheering crew behind you. Right. But you, you can really like, I don't know, incite some fear into like your Ian Poulters who maybe have finished already. And then you drain one on the last hole in the anchor match. And, and, and now puts a little more pressure on those guys going out in the afternoon or the next morning, you know? Um, but I like, I think I'd want to be the lead. You know, I'm just thinking about that singles match on, on Sunday. I don't want to risk not my, my point, not, not counting. You know, I want to ensure that it, uh, it matters. And like Brendan said, just setting the tone, uh, give me, give me the lead. And if it's tight, if it's a tight day going into Sunday, you want to be the first guy out there getting that first point. Right. Setting the tone. Boys, we all agree that we are on the same page. If you're at your top of your game and you're confident standing over every shot, obviously the most difficult shot would be that first shot on Friday when it, the nerves are probably at their peak. Um, but if you're confident standing over your ball, you're at the top of your game. Absolutely set the tone, show the boys how it's done. You know, put some, put some fear into people like Ian Poulter, like you said, Mike, Brendan, like you said, on that final day, make sure you go out there and get the W for singles matches. Boys, we agree. We got to go first. We got to lead off. I agree. And that, that lead off, I mean, everybody's there watching, you know, then as mm-hmm. you as you hit, they they follow. But like if you're the anchor, people could be scattered all around the golf course. You know, I, if I'm confident, I want I want everybody watching. <laughs> do, I, yeah, do, you, do you actually? No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want anyone watching. I know, but, and at the end of the day, once you finish your match, maybe you win five and four or something like that. Or even if it comes eight, you get to go back and you get to cheer on your teammates as they come in, which is huge. I like, I like that. That's a good call, Timbo. Oh, I just want that first point, baby. I want that first point every day. I want to be out there at 7 a.m. with everyone in the crowd going freaking nuts and teeing right off and getting in there. That's my that's my goal. That's my dream. That would be my dream for the Ryder Cup. Oh, it'd be so much fun. 8 a.m. Friday morning. 8 a.m. 
8 a.m. Well, boys, I've got, you know, usually this is the time when I'll say, please follow our socials. Please follow this. Please follow that. Let's do something. You know what I'm going to go out with this week? USA. 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 Let's go. Ryder Cup, baby.